Hey guys, welcome back. It's Chris Bercher and this is Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom. This is episode 72, What is Success? Before we get to that, just a few things. Remember, I've um, I've got an interview series going on for the R versus Should Problem, which is sort of the continuing theme in episodes 50 to I'm not sure where. And I'm going to start sprinkling in those interview episodes as extra bonus episodes during the week. And they'll probably come out on Thursday, so we'll still have the schedule where Monday's a flashback episode, they're going back, you know, six months or something like that. Wednesday is a preview for the solo episode that comes out on Friday. Thursday will be one of these interview episodes, and then Friday will be the main episode of the week. I'm continuing to write on Medium, so if you're there already, check it out. And if not, I'll eventually be incorporating those into my blog, which is the goal. And uh, just sort of a general statement about the R versus should problem is I feel like as soon as I start to see the end of it, where I can go into the next phase, which I think is sort of developing techniques to deal with uh, the struggle between the person you are and the person that you feel like you should be, I just keep coming up with more tenets. And I'm really enjoying sort of fleshing this out and giving myself permission and room to just let the organic process of getting this stuff out of my head and onto, you know, digital form. Uh, and I hope, and I hope you're getting something out. I hope you're enjoying it. It looks like you are. There are more and more listeners uh, every month and viewers. So this week, I just thought that something happened in my life, and I'll share it with you. That um, you know, I'm I'm trying to reach out. I'm trying to become a member of these existing networks, and I'm not doing a very good job of it. I'm not a very good natural social social media marketer type of person. I'm, I'm good at committing to putting the, my content out and doing it the way that I want to do it and learning and growing uh, with respect to that, but I'm not really good at tooting my own horn. So, uh, But I have sort of experimented with Twitter and Instagram, uh, kind of a miserable failed effort on TikTok, and I've just sort of left those things to the wayside right now until I, I decide to actually tackle those beasts because, you know, what you resist persists, right? <laughs> but I am on LinkedIn and I've met a couple people on LinkedIn. You know, I don't have a lot of Facebook followers. I just, it's not, it's not a natural thing for me. It's forced and I just don't, I haven't made the decision that it's critical or that I want to monetize any of this anyway. And so I don't see the need, but I am trying to meet new people. One of the people that I've, that I sort of uh, friended or got in a group or whatever you call it on LinkedIn is a woman named Melody Wilding and she's a licensed social worker. She's a professor of health of, um, oh geez, I mess it up now, but you know, she's a, a self-help type professor. She studies, um, but particularly like most of LinkedIn, I'm finding as it's related to work, and and that sort of and, and and doing well at work, but I, I've answered some of her polls. And anyway, we've had some feedback. And she gave me some feedback. She asked me a question about why I had experienced um, had a bad experience in my work life uh, when I was not self employed. I actually you know worked in the real world for a while and quit that. And part of the reason, and this is what my answer to her question was that as a male who's always prioritized his family, I got a lot of flack. I basically was told that I would never be successful if I didn't make my wife do all the family stuff or not have kids or not pay attention to that or make sacrifices and go on these trips and uh, work trips and whatever and field work and all this stuff and just leave the family at home. And I just sort of was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it my way. In grad school, I was able to do that. It's much harder to do that in the real world because you you get treated differently. And that's fine. I didn't care. And I sort of saw the writing on the wall and said, you know what? I'm I'm doing this career thing because I feel like I need it. It's basically paying daycare because of my whole life 
adult life, I've been married to a breadwinner, right? I'm the secondary income to theirs. And so if my salary barely paid daycare and there was no future in it, what was I doing? You know? And so, and anyway, I decided, well, if I put my money where my mouth is, I'm going to, you know, quit and be a person. And I told her that that, that, you know, I feel like that attitude and being open about it, uh, you know, kept me out of being a very competitive employee, in my boss's minds, that I, in, the, in the six or seven different bosses' minds I had in my in my sort of academic and um, science career, and she actually replied and said something to the effect of, "Good for you. Um, you obviously know how you find success, and you find it." And my thought was, "Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, she really helped me." And my point here is just sort of to say that it's about perspective. I look at my life in many ways and I and I say I don't have a career. I don't have I don't make a lot of money. Um I don't I don't have I can't spend my money on toys because my any money I have is is our money. You know how, you know, there's in in families it's like I don't maybe it's not like this in any family in all families. It just seems like the person who earns the money really kind of has um what's the word? Like control over the money. Now, sure, it's shared to varying degrees in different families, but there's still that little percentage that's like, I don't know, if if what if I went out and bought a $110,000 Porsche and drove it home and said, look, honey, with our money, there'd be some, you know, that would probably not be cool. <laughs> We'd probably want to talk about it. And then if we talked about it, I would obviously realize that this is not a we decision. This is for me. And it's so disproportionate. Anyway, Maybe everybody's different, but that's sort of how I feel. And I've always sort of focused on what I left behind, the opportunities I could have had if I didn't make these sacrifices for my family. Because in the context of the career, they're sacrifices. In the context of my daily life, I'm happy I did it. It's so nice. My mom got in a car wreck yesterday, and I was able to take most of the day off to help them figure that out and rent their car, you know, and 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 ask my contractors to sort of pick up any slack that I wouldn't have missed out on. And you know, I'm able to do most of my work from the phone a lot of times. So, and you know, also be in control of the kids while my wife is doing the real work at the real job that really runs our family. All that to say is Dr. Wilding, or uh, I guess Mrs. Wilding, she might be a PhD, I don't know, uh, pointed this out to me that totally it's just a matter of perspective. As someone who is probably maybe a mother, I don't know, someone who works and probably struggles with similar things or at least is aware of these things because it's what she does in her job and studies, she's able to see, oh, wow, good for you, you you obviously knew that you valued family more than work, and you had that privilege because you were in a family with somebody else was working, and you made a decision. That's awesome. Whereas I'm sort of like, for 10 years now, I've been like, how, how am I going to compensate for this lack of success? Okay, and that's what this is about. That's a long intro to get to the point of, I, th- I, I feel like this problem that I have been suffering from, feeling unsuccessful, is an artifact of the shoulds. It's a classic R versus should problem. And the, 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 the terms of Dom Miguel Ruiz, it's, I've been domesticated. The Toltecs call it domestication. It's a, my definition of success is a leftover artifact from the domestication process that I need to change to fit in with my actual beliefs. You see what I'm saying? 
I continue to define success in someone else's terms and thus measure my life as a failure in some ways because I don't fit in with this traditional definition of success. When somebody else comes into my life and says, wow, you're so successful because, this is probably the take-home message, your actions align with your values and motivations. And it's true. If I, when I am working, I feel guilty. And now guilt is not a good motivator, but it's not just guilty. I miss, I don't want to miss opportunities. I don't want to, I want to be there for my family, even in the mundane days where everybody's sort of grumpy and bored, right? I don't want to miss those things because I'll regret it. And so that's kind of weird that I'm sort of, you know, those terms are strange. It's like I'm doing it because I'll feel sad if I don't do it kind of thing, which, you know, whatever, it's a motivation. Um, I want to do it, even though it's hard. I choose it. It's easier for me to go to work. And a lot of times work sucks. I've had a lot of soul-crushing jobs that suck. But at the end of the day, it's a toss-up. Because the worst days at home with family, and especially young children, uh, are hard. And you say what you will. I shouldn't have had kids. It's your problem. I'm not taking care of you. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. It's still hard. The worst days at work are still pretty cushy. You know, and and I've had again some crappy jobs. It's more of a existential crisis. My boss doesn't appreciate me. You know, well, your kids don't appreciate you either. You know, um, so they're 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 all hard for me. I would rather be at home on the bad day than be at work on a bad day. Uh, but some days I wish I had the escape to go and do something that wasn't family, right? I mean, I still struggle with this, and I may need to go into more detail about this because it may be relevant to the R versus should problem or any, anything else. You know, there's there's my needs, there's society's needs, and there's my family needs. I've got this family needs thing down pat, and it's hard for me to fit the other two things into that. And that's great if you can do that. It's sort of like if you can work at what you love and get money for it, then you've, you know, you're doing a good, good thing. I also need time just for me by myself. And then I also think I need time for me and the world to make some sort of contributions, which is kind of what I'm trying to do both of those things with this right now. There's obviously no kids or family here. Uh, Again, long way to go (laughs) to get to this point, but it's all important. Um, And so when it comes to the family thing, I fail to recognize that I'm sort of awesome at it. And I've sort of awesome. The opportunity to be and the privilege to be able to do this is pretty awesome. Many families both have to work. They have to have their kids in daycare 11 hours a day because it's the only way they can pay their bills. I'm not looking at it that way and it's disgraceful. Okay. And I'm sort of uh, admitting it publicly to, to be admonished or, you know, to at least be held accountable for it. And again, this woman points this out to me and it's like, ah, crap, because it is a struggle, right? Okay. 10 minutes in, let's look at, again, I always go to the Merriam-Webster definition of what these things mean. It's like, what do we think success means right now? And here's sort of my main point. It isn't what, how I define it. I would not define it this way, but it makes sense that my domestication beliefs and society and the world sort of defines it like this. And let me sort of paraphrase. Um, getting, the definition is essentially... Well, and there's other definitions too. I'm looking at the one that's relevant to what we're talking about because you could be a success, like a noun, and that's a different definition, but this is sort of, I guess, successful or what it means to to succeed at something. It's getting or achieving wealth, respect, and fame. 
I guess, or wealth, respect, or fame, all those three or any one of those three things. And I love this because it's like, well, what is wealth? And I learned this in my value work. Wealth does not just mean cash money, okay? What's respect? What's fame? Well, let's look further into Merriam-Webster and look at what this means. Well, wealth is an abundance of valuable material possessions or resources. The fact that material is in there is kind of weird because is it material possessions or resources or is it material possessions or material resources? It depends on where that word modifies that. And aren't resources sort of material? So what about love? What if you have a wealth of love in your life? Is that not considered wealth? Not by this definition because is love a resource or a material thing? Okay, right? So this is missing out on a lot of stuff. But also respect, which is being admired for someone or something that is good, valuable, or important. Okay, so here's a value judgment. Now we're in the sort of direction of good, valuable, or important. So if you are seen as having these qualities, then you are a success. If you, if you are valuable or if you have things that are valuable, if you are important, again, what are these all pointing to? I'm important because I'm a dad. Well, no. <laughs> you're a good dad. Does that mean you're successful? You're a good husband or you're a good wife. Is that successful? Nobody really looks at it like that. Now, you could fit it into the, this respect element, this third of the success definition. And the last one is fame, which is basically like acclaim. Like, how does the world view you? It's your reputation in the public. So it's what people th- people's opinion of you. That's successful? And there's no note that there's no value judgment in this one. I mean, it ought to be you know, people think highly of you. But by this definition, you could be infamous and be considered a success. And maybe that's true. And let, don't, I don't even want to go there, right? Well, and in a way, someone like, um, oh, the, the drug dealer that in Mexico that was popularized in Narcos, right? He was loved and hated. Um, is that, is infamy success? All that to say, 14 minutes in, um, that I don't, I don't, I understand how that measures success, but to me, all of that points to money and power. So if you don't have, and, I, and fame might be, or like notoriety or recognition, maybe a third one, but in almost all instances, I can force fame to fit into money and power, right? Because you're, you have power because people recognize you and automatically elevate you to some level. No offense to Dak Shepard, but it's like when Dak Shepard, husband of Kristen Bell, starts a podcast, lots of people are going to listen to it because it's him, because of his fame, which is his power, right? He has more power over, say, me as a podcaster to attract people just to, that may not be based on any of this other stuff, material possessions or you know, maybe resources. Anyway, it's, 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 a, it's an imbalance. Uh, and so I'm going to call success, you know, um, an abundance of money and power. And that's how I've been looking at it. And I, and I know that's not right, but in my actions, I'm still yearning. I still have these deep-seated urges to look in the mirror and say, somebody wrote me a $100,000 check because they thought I was good, you know, that has that has a certain amount of immediate, superficial, but yet 
highly charged meeting, right? If somebody says, I want you to come work for me for $300 an hour, that sets your value. Nobody says, I want you to teach me how to be a good dad. I want you to teach me how to listen to my wife talk. And maybe this happens in the world, but it's generally based on people's credentials and training, not because they actually epitomize that. Uh, a, a woman I dearly love, I, it's kind of funny, I always thought this was ironic because she is a very successful marriage and family counselor, but until she got married later in life, we all kind of looked at her as being like, you've never had a healthy relationship in your life. What do you know about this, right? And you probably know somebody in this instance, you know, the, the brewer who doesn't drink or the, the skinny, the skin never trust a skinny cook, right? So if you follow me on that, and if you can relate to the idea that success is traditionally measured in terms of money, wealth as money, because wealth can be a lot of things. I really think it is. I think we need to change the definition of wealth, and hopefully it is evolving. And power. And power can be a lot of different things, too. It's, it's influence, and you know it goes hand-in-hand hand with wealth, because generally, if you're powerful, you're also wealthy, and if you're wealthy, you're inherently powerful. But how do we change that? Am I so far off base? Are people like us, presumably, that, that, that desire things besides money and power? Um, are we wrong? You know, are we could because if you think about it, if you don't play that game, you can be left uh, to the sidelines and will be. And if you look at the United States, and I, I presume globally, globally, <laughs> we're moving more and more towards income inequality, where the 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 the, the sort of minimum wage people and the wealthier people that gap is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and so. If these financial, this wealth is, is limited by the simple rules of supply and demand, then it's going to be less and less likely that anyone, that fewer and fewer people are going to actually have the money and the power, and more and more people are going to not have it. And so if you aren't playing that game, don't you stand to lose considerably? If you don't, so somebody like me, I can't just come out and say, well, I don't really value money the way that everybody else does. And so next thing you know, uh, my house is being taken from me or uh, the electric bill is so high that I can't afford to pay it. And so that gets at that, that idea that there is some minimum amount of wealth. Well, two things. One is that there is some minimum amount of cash money required to even have a chance at any kind of success. Right. If you make twenty thousand dollars a year and you have three kids, you're probably never going to be able to find in the, in the United States. It's going to be very difficult to find success. Now, I think you can. I think there are plenty of people in the world who have figured out how to seriously budget on a minimalist scale and make that work, and they have traded that measure of success for some other measure of success. And I guess that's sort of the the big picture of my life and my wife's interest is just experimentally. What if we can get to the point where we have enough money, and I still think that's between seventy dollars and $100,000 U.S. for a family uh, of a couple of kids and two uh, parents. Uh, you can make that work fairly comfortably for now. I don't know. And I know mean, this is really 2019 and pre-COVID. I haven't really done the analysis post-COVID. That may have changed. And so if you can get to that point without having to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week, both of you, you know, if you can 
generate some passive income, you know, uh, f- figure out how to marry your passions and your interests with a way to get paid, you know, with, with contract work and cover your bills and have insurance and those types of things. You know, you can create some room in your life to explore other kinds of successes. And I wonder, like in the Great Resignation, if people aren't collectively sort of figuring this out. And it makes sense that they would, because if this all started, as I've said before, kind of post-World War II, super accelerated in the Reagan years, you're looking at baby boomers down to like my generation who are hitting middle age now and going, oh, crap. And now you've got millennials coming in behind, well, whatever the Gen Zers and whoever's behind them, hitting high school and going, oh, crap. And so I still think there's two times in our lives where we, we have the room and the natural inclination to examine this type of thing, navel gaze, you know, wonder why we're here, that sort of stuff. And that's when we leave the nest at about 18, and then again sometime between 40 and 60 in midlife. There's a lot of people at that, in that peak right now. And so I think it's, a, it's important to talk about this stuff, and it's important to get it out there. But, you know, in as much as a, def- a dictionary is a set of what we think words mean, we obviously still think success is essentially married, m- measured in terms of money, power, and, you know, maybe to a uh, uh, lesser extent, or uh, it's worth mentioning the third as fame or popularity. Uh, how do we change that? You don't just open the dictionary and then, like, you know, it's not Wikipedia, and then people go, what does success mean? And they look in the dictionary, oh, wow, it means having a lot of love and having peace and calm and tranquility in your life and, you know, remembering the important thing. You know, it's really about values. Success is about values. Like, so, uh, again, with my how-to dreams in the hopefully not-too-distant future, I think it comes down to that initial, the personal inventory the hard and soft realities, the figuring out what you believe in, and then coming up with a list of values. And on my list of values is a five-letter word that is wealth, W-E-A-L-T, a six-letter word that's wealth, but it isn't money. And I think a lot of people might put wealth as one of their top values, but I think a lot of people of that set would mean money. Like, I want to make a million dollars a year that's wealthy. That's not how I look at it. You know, I look at wealth as I want all of these different meaningful things in my life, like peace and calm and tranquility and quiet and and comfort and safety. You know, I want a wealth of safety in my life because that's the kind of shit that bothers me and distracts my attention from doing something that I want to do in the same way that money distracts my attention from being worried about having heat in the winter, right? So I, I it took me a long time to figure out that I wanted to be wealthy because my mistaken belief is that, or my, my mistaken uh, approach to life has been to resist and work against the things that I opposed. And one of the things I oppose is success measured as money, because what I see with those people is arrogance and abuse and, you know, the lack of, 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 of simple human kindness, uh, and not across the boards, but correlated to money you know, happens to be these things, the classic sort of 80s villain of uh, Richie Rich or, or whoever the wealthy person is um, from any of the movies, right? Scrooge, uh, the, the wealthy person is an asshole. 
And and that that exists in the, that stereotype exists for a reason. And I, and I sort of said, well, I don't want to be that. And so in order to not be that, I got to make do with no money. And I've put on this persona of being super blue collar, even though I grew up grew up in a middle in, a, in an escalating middle to upper class. You know, my dad made pretty good money by the time I graduated. Maybe not when I was a little. Um, I got they paid for two years of college. I've had a whole lot of privilege, uh, and 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 money attached to that. So I can't really claim that I came from nothing or whatever. That money has been an important part of my life, but I have rebelled against it. But only because I don't want to be associated with those negative stereotypes. So that's a stupid reason. Yes, it's a problem I have, and I'm dealing with it. It's a it's a it's an abundance versus a a scarcity mindset, and I just sort of chose to to oppose money. Now I'm not opposed to money anymore. Understanding my wealth value made me realize that an element of wealth, but not the whole thing by any means, 10, 15, 20% is this I need enough money that opens the doors of freedom to allow me to have the privilege to explore other elements of success in the first place. Because at $20,000 a year with four kids, it ain't going to happen. We're going to be pretty miserable all the time. There's going to be no success to be had at all. That's a lot. There's a ton going on there. And my point is, A, to sort of call out uh, Melody Wilding and sort of say, thank you for reminding me or even pointing out and helping shift my perspective towards not recognizing an element of wealth and success that I already had and instead focus on someone else's measure of success that I felt like I was supposed to have or that I should have in order to be a good person. I was continuously sort of beating myself up about this and ruminating and spending way too much time looking at job ads and dreaming of how one day I could make money and then make it all go away because it wouldn't. Um, and maybe if that's something that you're doing too, this is this will help you think about that. But more, more than any of that, it's amazing how it fits directly into the R versus should problem. And it's something I'm still experiencing in a totally bad way, uh, oblivious to even, where I'm still shooting myself to death um, over the same elements. And that just goes to show you that this is a process, right? There is no fixed guru. There is no success on the road to enlightenment or whatever you want to call it. Uh, is measured, at, you know, as a as a as a rate of change, not as a as a static endpoint of actualization or something. It's how much time do I spend ruminating versus how much time do I spend in a calm, peaceful state of mind? Right. And this was one of those things. Having not understanding that I was attached to someone else's antiquated definition of success, not understanding that I was doing that was causing me struggle and pain. And so thank you, Melody, for pointing that out. Uh, I hope that you can find something in there that relates to something that's going on in your life. And I look forward to next week where we can sort of continue this. Uh, well, I'll bring up uh, another related subject. But until then, I'm Chris Bercher. This has been Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom, Episode 72, What is Success? I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.